Hey there, Allison here, career coach and your host of Home Run Interviews. This is where every week we're going to break down those tricky interview questions, learn how to put our best foot forward, and tackle all of those interesting job hunting topics, all so that you can knock your next interview out of the park. Today, we're going to be talking about resume writers. What Are they really worth the investment that we think they are? Well, it depends on a lot of factors and what you know professionally. So we'll get into the details in this episode. This is Home Run Interviews. Okay, so before we dig deep here, let's go ahead and lay the field with what resume writing is. So resume writing, um, when I speak about this, I'm talking about professional resume writers. Um, These are people who went through hundreds of hours of training and practice and accreditation and testing uh, so that they could actually write resumes on behalf of other people in a professional setting. So these folks are uh, traditionally very well trained. They have a mastery of the English language. Um, They know how to write experiences um, to get a reactive response from human er from interviewers and also um, lately they have been refining their skills so that they do very good uh, keyword analysis based on your industry and role um, to help assist with applicant tracking systems. On top of that, they know what type of formatting to do. Um, They have extensive experience writing in specific niches. Um, So there's a lot of bits and bobs to this um, that really help support uh, their infrastructure. And it's something that's growing. So year over year, uh, the the resume industry is growing by somewhere around 20, 25%, which is awesome for them. So with all that said, sounds pretty great, right? Well, hold on. So you know that uh, accreditation that I mentioned just a minute ago? Well, the problem with resume writing is that it's in a unregulated field, which means that while it's a good idea to get accreditation, you don't actually have to do that in order to market yourself as a resume writer. So there's a lot of noise within the marketplace of people who aren't necessarily as experienced um, or they might just be pretending to be the professionals on the hopes that somebody's going to hire them. So there's a little bit of fraud out there um, and that's not super great. Uh, The other thing is that resume writing can be expensive. Even your basic level resume um, writing service, which is one resume write and one uh, edit or critique, can cost usually about $150 or more. Depending on your income level, that can be a huge chunk of change, especially if you don't know what the results are that you're getting. And while resume writing can be great to get some of that resume language and business speak that maybe is eluding you at this point, uh, the other side of that is that one, you're not going to learn how to do it for yourself. And two, when you have somebody else write any sort of personal document, it strips the personality from that document, which can do a huge disservice to you and your ability to land a job, especially if you have a strong, shining personality just ready to break forth. So should you get a professionally written resume? Uh, Well, it it depends. Um, It depends on what industry you're in. 
at what level of the career you are, how much of a mastery of the English language you have, and what is your willingness to learn. And of course, the last thing we want to take into consideration, or maybe the first thing, is what is your budget? You know, some people might be able to pay $150 or more every time they go to look for a new job, and some other people that's a little bit out of reach. So here's some quick and dirty suggestions based on where you are at in your career of whether or not you should hire a resume writer, and if not, what to do instead. So if you're an entry level person, which means that you just got out of college or you've only had like one professional uh, job in your career, do not hire a resume writer. Um, there are some exceptions, of course, especially if you're in a highly specialized, regulated field. Um, but for the most part, it's more important for you to write and understand how to write and support a resume um, so that you can carry those skills with you throughout the career. It's better if you take a stab at writing your resume first and then having your peers review it, um, having your professors, or if you're still a student, your career services department read it um, to give you some guidelines and feedback before you start paying out-of-pocket costs. If you still think it needs some work, uh, you can go online and try to hire somebody who's called a resume editor, um, who is going to help you perfect the document that you already have instead of starting over from scratch. Also, uh, there are a abundance of course courses and things like that out there to teach you how to write your resume, um, to give you suggestions. There's communities out there um, on Reddit and some other places professionally that will, will um, give you suggestions and hints as you go about this process. Shameless plug here. Um, I am one of those people who does lurk on Reddit and gives editing uh, responses for resumes. And I am currently in the middle of making um, one of those courses that you can actually go through and uh, work with me alongside uh, to develop your own resume. So that's entry level people and what you should do instead. And now you're professional level people. So you've been in the job for a while. You're not necessarily seeking significant advancement. Um, you're either an individual contributor, maybe a manager, and you're looking for a new job at a new company. Same level, maybe slightly above. You probably also don't need um, a resume writer. Again, unless you're in a highly regulated industry or something like that and you don't have mastery over those keywords. Um, but what you should do is actually to pool the different job descriptions uh, of what you would like to get. Now, I highly recommend to take some of the pressure off yourself to pull close job descriptions or job descriptions that are in a city that you aren't going to want to apply for. Um, so, so things that you're not going to touch, otherwise you're going to feel pressure to hurry up and write your resume um, to get it out there before that job listing closes. So we want jobs that have descriptions of what an ideal one is. It's just that they're either past or they're not in the right location. Good. Hope you're with me on that one. Um, what you need to do is get three to four of those. And actually, there's two different ways to do this. <clears throat> what we're looking for here is keyword research. So uh, the old school method, the way that I look at for structuring your resume, is to take those job descriptions, take out the bulleted segments, so the key requirements um, of the job, 
the you know key descriptions of what the work is, those things. Um, throw them into a word a word document or something along those lines, and then rearrange the bullets and section them out by which ones are repetitive across each job description. What ends up happening is that for the same title at pretty much the same uh, industries and pretty much the same companies, you're going to get usually a top three to four bullets that most, if not all job listings are looking for. Your resume needs to directly correspond to answer each one of those bullets and that you don't change within each resume. Those are hard coded in there. That's what we're going to talk about your generalized ability. From there, when the jobs only have one or two bullets um, across all four um, that say that they have those certain requirements, that's the niches that they're looking to fill. So when constructing your ability to fill those niches, you should definitely write out those experiences. And that's what's going to fill in bullet number five and bullet number six on your current job when you're applying for it for the new place. So when you look at writing your new job description uh, to match the jobs that you want going forward, you're going to have the same top four bullets that are pretty much generalized and standard across your experience, no matter where you're applying. And then you're going to create uh, two to three more specialized, or at least taking those and then plugging them in based on eh, what they may or may not be looking for. That's how we change your resume from being more generalized to very strategic for the role to which you're applying. And for people who are at a professional level, um, there's typically a lot of industry-specific skills and softwares um, and certain talents that you have picked up over the years. And mentioning both the area that they fall into and then the specific things that you know is a good way to create your skills section. Again, there are samples out there for you. Uh, there are resources that you can do. Getting your peers to edit, getting uh, some old colleagues to edit, old bosses to edit, um, going on to you know, some of those online resources that I mentioned previously, that's also applicable for you. Upper management and executives, this is where it starts to get into the territory of you may want to hire a resume writer. Um, that's because there's a lot of um, specific language that you might not be exposed to, especially when you start dealing with company direction and drive. Um, there's a lot of risk, a lot of reward there. Usually your incomes are able to pay for having a, a resume writer. Um, and also a lot of times this is going to go through um, headhunting services and executive searches and things along those lines. So the personality part doesn't matter as much until you're into the room. Especially if you don't have a whole lot of experience, you know, talking about creating departmental direction or speaking to the board or how to secure funding for your business or those kinds of things. Um, we're going to go ahead and leave this language to the professionals um, so that you can learn a little bit from it. But you have other really important things to do as well besides edit your resume at this point. And the last category um, that I want to touch on are people who are either re-entering the workforce or are career changers. Um, so people have, have some extenuating circumstances and they're not quite sure how to speak to it in a professional setting. 
In this category, it's kind of harder to dictate whether you should say, uh, spend the money to hire a resume writer or not. Um, but really, if you're looking at re-entering the workforce, um, but it's the same kind of job, just being able to change it a little bit so that you can um, explicitly say where you were or changing and fudging on the dates or maybe filling in with what you did while you were technically not working. Um, I see this a lot with like stay-at-home moms and people who are out on injury. Um, that doesn't necessarily need resume writers, whereas people who are changing complete industries and they don't necessarily know the language of the new one, um, that might be someplace where you want to tap a professional and get them in there. And I just realized that for uh, professionals uh, with the keyword research, I actually missed step two of that process, but it's okay, it works for anybody. Um, once you have your resume written to a point where you think it's good, there are um, keyword optimizers out there that I highly recommend going ahead and uh, you know, purchasing a license. It's like $15 or so usually um, for some of these services. The one I prefer is SkillSinker. Um, and what it does really well is that it will scan um, the job that you're applying for and it will also scan your resume and it will highlight um, based on how you wrote your skills and your experience based on what they perform and will actually match uh, to the best of its ability how well you rank compared to that. Um, and it'll give you suggested edits to make. So there is a way to use AI um, to help make these changes as well. Um, I totally recommend doing the manual version first and then using this to check. Um, human intelligence is still smarter than AI at this point, so that's why we wanna go in that order. But it is a good way to double check your work. And while we're on the topic um, of mistakes, there are some mistakes that people make um, regardless of what role they're in, industry they're in, where they're at in their career. Um, the first one is not allowing their personality to shine through within their resume. So the key place that we can do this is at the top in a objective statement or professional summary. And the other place is down in the bottom. If you want to talk about your leadership experience, your hobbies, um, awards, accolades, those kinds of things. So being able to have some of your personality shine through, um, making sure the language of the resume matches what you do, um, and especially in an objective statement, saying basically why you think you are a really good fit for the job and what you can bring to the company are ways that you can actually pull yourself out um, compared to other people who are in there. A lot of people put in a professional summary in there, they don't tweak it for any job, um, and so it just becomes a waste of space on their paper. So being able to take that, and especially if you're looking for relocating, re-entering the workforce after an absence, um, changing careers, looking for a promotion, um, moving from part-time to full-time work, whatever that is, that's a good place to tell your story of why you're looking for that change. And likewise, down at the bottom, if you still have some room, instead of having white space, you can talk about what makes you a unique person. 
Um, maybe you volunteer for your youth group. Maybe you are an ultra marathon runner. Maybe you have a side business making cakes and decorating. <laughs> Whatever that is, um, it still shows that you're an exceptional person and a human being that exists outside of this document. You wouldn't be you would be surprised how much that makes an impact and makes people kind of quirk an eyebrow and say, "Huh, that's interesting," and can pull people in. Um, because they they see that value that you can present there. So at the end of the day, should you hire a resume writer? Eh, it depends, you know, on a lot of different things. But hopefully this gives you some guidance on where you fall on the spectrum of whether you should hire it or whether you should reutilize your resources somewhere else. Um, a couple of things to look for with resume writers is one, look at the reviews, ask for reviews, um, do your due diligence there, um, price around, and also get, get writing samples of what they've done before. Um, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people on freelance sites. There's a lot of people on professional sites. Um, you want to make sure uh, that you know that this person has the accreditation, that they have writing samples that they'll share, that they have people um, that are willing to refer them and are satisfied with their body of work. Um, just like you would hire a contractor for your house or a tutor for your kids, um, making sure that somebody has the skills to help you is going to go a long way here um, because you don't want to invest that money in the wrong person and get something that's not going to be helpful in moving you forward. Well, that's it for today. Uh, if you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out. And if you do need resume editing um, or you want to take a masterclass in how to edit your own resume, go ahead and drop me a line and I'll go ahead and put you on the pre-order list for my DIY resume writing course. Um, should be delivered sometime in October, hopefully. Um, so just in time for people to um, work on their job seeking to get a new job within the new year. Uh, wish you well and have a great one. Bye.